Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Monday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azrin. That is spelled P O L Y. G-L-O-T, A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social media platform is. So again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I am very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. So in today's podcast, I want to answer a follower question. This question comes from Instagram. The Instagram handle is at Bella, and the last name, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's B-A-R-A-G-I. So again, Bella, B-A-R-A-G-I. Her question pertains um, primarily to Chinese characters, but the way I'm going to answer it is more of a global response to anyone trying to learn new vocabulary or anyone who's, who's struggling to remember new vocabulary in their target language. Let me read the question out. So Bella says the following. Azrin, I hope you are well. I don't remember you addressing this issue in the past, so I'd like to ask you. Do you have any system in particular for learning Chinese characters? When studying Japanese, this is my greatest struggle and I'm thinking about getting into Mandarin sometime soon, so I was wondering about this. So I was wondering about this question. Are you writing out characters by hand until it sticks in your mind? Do you put up posters on your walls? What are you doing? Cheers from Korea. I paraphrase the question a little bit, but that was basically what she asked. Now, again, as I said before, I'm going to answer this more as a global vocabulary question, not just Chinese characters. Because at the end of the day, I do find that um, both of them, both of both of both remembering Chinese characters and remembering new vocabulary in general, you kind of, at least for me, I do very, very similar things. Now, for me personally, when it comes to remembering new characters or new vocabulary in general, I find one of the biggest keys is to put myself in scenarios where I have to use the new words that I am learning. A fantastic example of this was the was the word jie, uh, what is it? Yes, jiezo in Mandarin, jiezo, which basically means like the pace of life, right? Or like if you said shenghuo uh, jiezo, it basically means like the pace of life or how quickly life moves in a particular city or country or region or whatnot. So this is something that I learned when I was in Taiwan. I tried to say it to someone, I didn't know how to say it, and that. Eventually, the person I was speaking to, who was my teacher, told me how I would say that particular phrase. Now, for me to actually remember this phrase here was a challenge. I remember consistently having to look at my notes. Every time I would think about it, I'd be like, shoot, I don't remember how to say that. I would have to look at the note file on my phone, scroll down, find it, and be like, oh yeah, now I remember. I probably looked at it three or four times and each time still not remembering how it worked. The only time I actually remembered it, the only time it really stuck 
was after Saturday, literally two days ago, which is crazy because I learned this word like a month and a half ago, maybe even two months ago. And the, what made it stick was that I was at, I was at a um, a my language languages and beers pub night. This is a monthly uh, monthly event that I organize for language learners in my city in Calgary, and we go to a local bar or a local pub. We gather a bunch of language learners. We hang out. We eat. We talk in different languages. It's overall a very fun time. At this event, when I was there, I was I was before going. I told myself that if I get the chance to speak Mandarin with some different people here, I'm definitely gonna use you know a few different phrases. I told. I basically looked at the new words I've learned recently. I picked out a couple of new things that I definitely thought I would use. And I told myself I'm gonna remember them for this event. Ultimately, the only one I actually did end up using was the pace of life. This 生活节奏 this this particular word. And so when I got to the event, there was a great opportunity. Someone was talking about their experience living in China. They're talking about this, and I was like, oh, this would be a great opportunity for me to ask this person, what did you think of the the pace of life in China? I didn't really care about how he answered it, to be honest. But I wanted to ask the question because it was a word that I was new that was I was struggling to get to stick in my mind. The crazy thing is, even in that moment, I remember having to look up the word again because I kind of remembered how to say it, but I still didn't fully remember. So I had to look it up. I like secretly took my phone out and I was kind of hiding it. And I was looking in the dictionary for how to say this word, this pace of life, this pace of life word. Right? I looked it up very quietly. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the word." And then I asked him, "Hey, what did you think of the the the, the pace of life in China?" Ever since I actually asked him and we had a discussion about it, I've I've been able to remember the word, and I do not struggle really to remember that word anymore. It's stuck. But until I actually used it in a real life situation, until I did that. I struggled to remember it. I could not. I read it in my notes at least three or four times. I I thought about the word. Like it, nothing really helped me. Nothing did. And finally, after having to use it, that's when it stuck in my mind. So this is the big thing I want to recommend for language learners: is that you have to find opportunities to use in real life, actual situations, to use the words that you that you're learning. In blah 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 target language and whatever language you're trying to learn. The additional thing I want to say for remembering vocabulary、um, and Chinese characters, this 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 goes both ways here.、Um, is often you know it's not just using the word in real life that's going to help you remember it. Often that's not quite enough. That's just one exposure point. That is a very powerful tool that you can use to remember. But sometimes it's just not enough. Like for example, if we go back to Saturday when I use this pace of life word, arguably I think if I had not already read the word like four times, you know, in my note file over a two-month span, if I had not actually reviewed my notes three, four times over a two-month span before actually using it in a real-life scenario, I don't think it would have stuck after Saturday. So ultimately, what I'm trying to say is the reason I think it stuck in my mind after Saturday was because number one, I got an initial exposure to the word in Taiwan when I was trying to say something that used that phrase. I then got three or four more exposure points over a two-month window when I reviewed my notes, 
and then I got an additional, a fifth or a sixth exposure point when I used it in a real life scenario and we had a discussion point. So to remember different vocabularies, right, to remember this one word, I needed five or six different exposures to it over a two month span where finally it now feels really natural. I don't need to stretch to really pull that word and really get it out of my mouth. So that's something to think about when it comes to vocabulary in another language. Now, for Chinese characters specifically, and actually not just Chinese characters specifically, for written language, period, because it's one thing to remember how to say something, it's another thing being able to recognize the word in, in written form, or you being able to actually write it yourself. That's a completely different story, especially in Mandarin. There are definitely people who've learned to speak Mandarin and who can understand Mandarin, but reading it is a completely different story. They're not very, they're, they're not very familiar with the characters. I'm a kind of example of that because I can read characters and I can type characters, but I really struggle to write them out by hand because I haven't practiced that a lot. So um, when it comes to Chinese characters specifically, I think the same principle applies. You have to actually be using the writing for practical purposes in order to actually remember how those characters look or how to write those characters. It's not just rewriting them hundreds and hundreds of times. I mean, you could do that, and absolutely that does work. But let me tell you, having to actually use those characters is another very powerful way to remember them. So I'll give you a really recent example from my life with Mandarin, with Chinese characters. Um, I was in Taiwan, as I've shared many times. Everybody knows this now. I was in Taiwan. In Taiwan, the Chinese characters, the characters they write with, are not they are not the same characters as the characters that they write with in China, in mainland China. In mainland China, they use what's called a simplified system. In Taiwan, they use what is called a traditional system. And while they are the same characters, often they look very different, or maybe they look a little bit different. They're not all the same. So there's a lot of people who can, who can manage simplified characters, but who can't really do traditional or vice versa. A lot of language learners, I should say, a lot of Mandarin learners. So me, I've done like five years, almost five years of, of simplified characters, mainland China characters. I've not touched traditional characters. They actually intimidated me because I could not read them for the life of me. I'd look at stuff and be like, what the heck am I looking at? But I was in Taiwan for, for like six, for five weeks, right? And like that, like I had to learn them. And I, I got used to them very quickly, like very fast, probably after two or three weeks, I, like two, probably two weeks, I felt pretty comfortable with them after simply two weeks. And what I did was on my phone keyboard, I started to use traditional, a traditional character keyboard. So I was seeing them. And then every time I texted people in Mandarin, I did not use simplified characters. I only used traditional. And that forced me, I would type and be like, wait, what the heck am I typing? And it forced me as I was typing to look stuff up in the dictionary as I typed in my real life scenarios. Then people would reply to me using traditional characters because I was in Taiwan. And I would often have to look up those characters too. And within two weeks of just doing this, of using those characters in real life scenarios, I was suddenly reasonably comfortable with them. It, it was not a crazy difficult task anymore to be to use traditional characters. And nowadays, whether you give me something in simplified or traditional characters, 
I feel probably reasonably, there's a reasonably, there's an equal, there's almost an equally good chance of me being able to understand the traditional or the simplified, almost, right? Um, sometimes it'll depend, but usually that's kind of how it is. <laughs> so again, same character, the same principles apply to writing and reading new words or vocabulary, things like that, as it is for speaking and listening. I think a final little tangent, a little tidbit I'll add in here for the reading and writing side um, is that just like for speaking and listening, you're going to have to encounter the same words in a, in a written format. You're going to have to encounter them probably multiple times before you remember. I think this is one of the biggest things that frustrate language learners that should not frustrate language learners. I think there's a big there's a big conception among many I would even say most language learners based on my personal experience there's a perception around language learners where they think that if they've learned a word if I've taught you a word you think that you should remember that word um pretty quickly that's something you believe that if I teach you the word for red in French you should remember that word after being told one or two or three times. And you should be able to use that word and understand that word after one or two, three exposure points. That's actually wrong. It's not always the case. Sometimes it is, but not always. I would even say often it isn't. Often, just the way the human mind works, just the way we are, op just the way we're wired as human beings, as an animal, you know, we often need four, five, six, seven different exposure points. We need to actually see or hear or use a word seven times or a, a big number of times, more than you think, more than you expect, before it finally feels natural. I think people who struggle, actually, this is a good transition point. There's a lot of people who, who struggle to learn, or excuse me, who struggle to communicate in a language naturally or spontaneously. They'll say things like, man, you know, I have all the knowledge in my mind, but being able to use it spontaneously and to understand people speaking is really hard. I can't do it. I don't know how people do it. This is common. I feel it in Mandarin, actually. Often in Mandarin, I'll be trying to say something and I can't quite find the words. And when someone actually says it to me in Mandarin, I'd be like, oh, I could have said that. I have the knowledge and the ability to do that. I don't know why I couldn't put those words together in that way. Huh, weird. So all of us experience this. And ultimately, it just comes down to the fact that you've not had enough exposure points and you have you don't you don't have enough experience and practice and you haven't made enough of a strong mental connection to all the words that you would need. And so what happens is that when you have to put together a sentence in a way that perhaps you haven't done enough times in the past, initially it takes you a long time to put that sentence together despite the knowledge all being in your mind. So it's a matter of patience, the matter of many exposure points. It's a matter of seeing a word, hearing a word, using a word, writing a word, doing that multiple, multiple times over a two, three, four, five, six month window before finally it comes out really naturally. This is why I find for people who want to achieve a very fluent level in a language, it takes a long time. It's not something that's going to come in three months or six months or two months or 12 months. It is something that's most likely going to take you a number of years before you achieve a very high level of fluency. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate your attention. You guys rock and we will talk next time. Bye for now. See you.